You weren't stationed at the demilitarized zone. There's no presumption that you were exposed to Agent Orange. We don't see anything here that shows you actually were, but it's those little details about what he did that go beyond the kind of structure of his military duties to explain exactly how it was that he got into the area where the Agent Orange had been sprayed and was exposed that made the critical difference in his case. Welcome to the Victory Over VA podcast. A podcast about empowering veterans to overcome denied disability claims. Each week, we deliver critical insights to help you understand the disability process, veterans' benefits, and how to take control of your legal rights. Now here's your host, Tony Francis Jackson. Today we're talking about Commandment 4, The Power of Small Details. I'm Francis Jackson. Welcome to Victory Over VA, your guide to unlocking your claimant disability benefits. If you're a veteran applying for veterans benefits, subscribe to our podcast for the latest developments in VA disability. This show is about how veterans get disability benefits. So who's the show for? Well, it's for veterans, and it's for those who care about veterans, friends, family, anyone who cares about veterans who are struggling with disabilities. All right. Well, to start off, as you said, this is uh, in our Ten Commandments series, Commandment 4, The Power of Small Details. I know that, that oftentimes, you know, when, when facing a debilitating illness, there are a lot of little things that, that can slip through the cracks. In your experience, uh, how has attention to small details affected the outcome of, uh, outcomes of, of veterans' disability cases? It, it can actually make a huge difference. Let me just give you an example. We have one case, or had, uh, have, have now done one case, where the veteran was stationed in Korea, and in Korea, they used a substance called Agent Orange, which is a defoliant. It's become pretty widely known because it was used very widely in Vietnam. And it unfortunately contains dioxin and other uh, bad chemicals that can cause cancer. And so it can really create a lot of uh, physical problems for people much later in life. But the, the reason that uh, the small details matter in Korea, people were only presumed to be exposed to Agent Orange if they were stationed in a relatively narrow area from the demilitarized zone that demarks North and South Korea to an area about 12 miles or so, depending on exactly where you are, um, into uh, the South Korean area. And defoliant was used throughout that area, but the reason the small details are, are critical in this particular case, our gentleman was a cook and he was sent periodically to deliver meals to troops in the immediate area where Agent Orange was, uh, was sprayed and that's how he got exposed. But when the VA first ruled on his claim, they said, well, you weren't stationed at the demilitarized zone so there's no presumption that you were exposed to Agent Orange and we don't see anything here that shows that you actually were, but it's those little details about what he did that go beyond 
the uh, kind of structure of his military duties to explain exactly how it was that he got into the area where the uh, Agent Orange had been sprayed and was exposed that made the critical difference in his case. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, and we also have, you know, entire episodes about um, the importance of medical records and, and documenting medical problems. But, Absolutely. But um, when it comes to small details and the medical record, the medical evidence, um, how, how do small details make a difference there? They can make quite a difference. We just had a case where the treating physician only started treating the veteran after he'd left the service. And she was treating him for problems with his knees, chronic pain uh, from injuries to his knees. Separately, he developed um, serious heart uh, problems from hypertension. Now, the doctor was unaware that he'd had hypertension in the service. And the doctor, when she explained his condition to the VA, attributed his hypertension to the chronic pain from his knees. Chronic pain can cause hypertension, and that's not unreasonable. But in this particular case, it turned out that what she didn't know was that the hypertension had actually showed up in the service. He had uh, hypertensive blood pressure uh, ratings while he was actually in the service before his uh, post-service uh, uh, chronic pain reached the level where it would cause uh, this kind of hypertension. And so that particular detail, which one of our attorneys dug out of his records and presented, was critical in his case. Gotcha, gotcha. And I guess, you know, that was something that went missed in the first application, uh, you know, before they came to our office. That's right. What are some of the other uh, common things, you know, errors, omissions, uh, mistakes that, that you see uh, as veterans' cases come into our office as new clients? What are some of the small details that, that you know, typically get overlooked? Well, you know, it, it can be a whole range of things. Um, my, my daughter, my partner, Alexandra, um, in a uh, hearing last year uh, was presenting a veteran's case and he had already submitted his claim before he came to us, had been denied. And so she was primarily dealing with the claims that he had already submitted. But it turned out in her preparation with him that he had been exposed to Agent Orange in Vietnam and had no idea that his diabetes actually could be service-connected and sadly had rather severe high, uh, severe diabetes. So um, it's a widespread problem that these details don't get the attention or the, uh, uh, the focus that sometimes they should. In his case, it was because he simply didn't know that diabetes was an Agent Orange complication and recognized that his time in Vietnam had exposed him to Agent Orange, mm. and that was the reason that, or, or at least a reason, that he had uh, diabetes. And so it's, it's a host of ways that small details can show up. Sometimes it's that 
the client doesn't know about uh, particular problems and their potential for service connection. Sometimes it's that there are medical details that have been overlooked in earlier presentations. Other times it's just searching the file and finding the, the critical bits of evidence. For example, in another case, uh, we're representing a veteran who has a uh, serious problem with what appears to be a TBI. He's, uh, he's about to get neuropsychological testing to confirm that, but it's, it's pretty, pretty clear that that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. But the VA sent him <clears throat> for a uh, CNP exam with a psychologist. The psychologist wrote his problems off to uh, senile dementia. Uh, it's pretty clear that that's not what's going on. When you go back in the records, it turns out that before he went in the service, shortly before he went in the service, he was in a car accident, had a serious head injury, was hospitalized for over a week, and had a, had a severe concussion. Now, during the service, he had another auto accident with another head injury and another concussion. It is almost inevitable that two severe concussions will cause some kind of traumatic brain injury, hopefully usually mild, but at some level, because an initial um, injury to the, to the brain may not cause any symptoms, but typically predisposes people to a much more severe reaction to a second insult. And the uh, psychologist that examined him and did the CNP exam completely ignored those facts and ignored the fact that it was only after that second head injury that his performance in the service declined, that he got in trouble for making um, inappropriate remarks. You know, it's, it's all it's all those details that uh, the CMP examiner unfortunately overlooked that really are critical to the case. And I'm convinced that now that we've got those laid out and are getting the testing that we're going to win that case shortly. But um, obviously it's, uh, you know, there are, there are so many examples where it's, it's the details that get overlooked that are critical. Now, when veterans are first applying for disability benefits, typically, you know, they're, they're going it alone. They're, That's correct. They're getting the, the paperwork, filling it out, uh, gathering up some, some supporting evidence, you know, hopefully. Yep. Now, for those veterans, how important is it that they're reviewing any medical evidence that they, before they submit it? So they have an understanding of, of you know, it, rather than just getting a ream of paper from, from your, your doctor and sending it off to the VA. What sort of details um, should veterans be aware of in their own medical records? Well, there are kind of two pieces to that. In, in some ways, the, uh, the most important piece is actually for them to review their service medical records, which they can get by requesting them from the government. It takes, takes a while, but uh, they, they will get them. And it, there's no reason to, to hold up the claim waiting for those records. but. Um, you know, it's, it's important to look at them just to refresh their memory about what happened back in the service. For some people, that's, that's been several years, and they, they don't necessarily remember all the details. So that's one important piece. The other important piece, as you were mentioning, is reviewing the medical records 
typically post-service medical records, whether it's at the VA or uh, doctors uh, in private practice. And the reason those are important is it's often critically important that certain details get pointed out to the VA uh, about a claim. And it's, um, you know, there's, there's no kind of broad brush stroke that I can uh, characterize everything with, but, sure. but it's, it's important that the uh, veteran makes sure that the way he explains it to the VA is consistent with the way the doctors wrote it down. The, the more consistency between what the medical folks say and what the veteran explains to the VA, the better the claim will go as a general rule. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, uh, you had mentioned service treatment records. What about details in, um, you know, uh, discharge paperwork, personnel records, things like that? Have you seen instances where small details in those documents can oh, make yes. a big difference? Those, those can be critical. We had one gentleman who was claiming that he had been injured in an auto accident while he was in the service. Uh, his service records contained no reference mm -hmm. to that. However, we got his personnel file, which the VA typically does not get, and in there was a reprimand for a vehicle accident with injury, and that was the key to showing that, in fact, um, he had been in a motor vehicle accident while he was in the service, had been injured, and that laid the basis for his claim. And I know um, in some of the, the cases I've, I've done here at the office, uh, sometimes those, those personnel records will have information vital to uh, mental health claims. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We had one gentleman who, again, the, uh, the actual service records didn't really show very much. It, it showed that he'd been disciplined a couple times. But when you went into his personnel record, it showed that he had actually been disciplined several times, and it was for things that obviously demonstrated mental health issues. He had um, literally wandered off the base uh, and, and didn't know where he was. Um, there was another incident where he, uh, he'd been disciplined for not following an order, and when you got into the personnel records and read the, the statements, it was clear that he, he simply did not comprehend what was going on. In fact, he was, he was involuntarily separated, but his separation documents just said um, not suitable for military and without any explanation that really there was a serious underlying mental health condition. And it, it took several years for us to get all the, all the bits of information from everywhere and get them worked up through to the Board of Veterans Appeals and properly presented. But we ultimately got him a very substantial back payment because the VA had been incorrect in turning him down. So this was somebody with, with psychiatric symptoms so severe in service that they're literally wandering off the base and, and yet, you know, in the years since uh, and, and intervening time, when they came back and applied in the first instance, they were, they, despite those, that degree of symptoms? Well, the, the problem was that, first off, the, the veteran is seriously incapacitated mentally and, and in, was, the was in, in okay. the present day and was unable to 
um, to explain in his claim what had happened. That, that was the, the first part of the problem. Yeah. The second part of the problem was that because of the way his um, claim came together, the VA was agreeing that he currently had serious mental problems, but they weren't agreeing that those started in the service. Mm -hmm. That was the, the piece that was critical to his claim. And, sure. and ultimately, um, the documents in the personnel record established that, in fact, that's exactly what had happened. Um, I know uh, another condition where, um, where details can be particularly important, uh, uh, traumatic brain injury, and all uh, you know, and some of the, um, the related problems like migraine headaches. Uh, we've you know had some clients who keep a migraine headache journal. Can you talk about the importance of, of small details when it comes to uh, sure. those types of claims? Sure. So we had one gentleman who uh, had a traumatic brain injury claim, and again there was there wasn't any dispute that he currently had a, a problem. Uh, there was some dispute about the severity, but there was no, no dispute that he currently had a problem. But the underlying service connection turned out to be that he had boxed in the service and taken a number of blows to the head. Um, mm. I, I know lots of people have seen um, now Muhammad Ali, originally known as Cassius Clay, um, and the problems that he's had after years as a professional boxer and, and repeated blows to the head. So in this, in this particular case, the fact that he'd been a boxer and had been hit repeatedly in the head had not been raised in his original claim, even though he had, he had raised a claim for um, mental difficulties, but, but the the tracing that back to the boxing hadn't, hadn't, uh, hadn't happened. And the second part of the problem was that the current medical records, which is all that the VA was, uh, uh, was looking at, showed him as, as being described as stable. Uh, mm -hmm. And stable is one of those words that folks at Social Security Disability and the VA Disability Raters look at and, and somehow seem to think means okay. And, as you know, stable actually just means that the condition's not either improving or deteriorating. It doesn't mean it's not bad. But the, uh, we were able to get the separate records from the domiciliary where he was staying, and it showed that actually he'd had significant difficulties in interacting with other people, and that his, his condition was, uh, was quite serious, even though it was stable. And so it's, it's those details that, uh, that can trip people up many a time. Oh, yeah. And how about maintaining uh, a list of the, the medical providers who you're seeing, who you've seen? How can, how can those types of details uh, impact uh, your, your claim's chances? They can be very important. Unfortunately, within the medical community, there's kind of a, a rule of thumb that old records no longer have to be kept after a certain point in time, so it's often hard to get as far back as you'd like, but we've had several cases where even though the doctor didn't have the old records, 
they remembered seeing the client, they remembered what the issue was, they knew that they'd seen him for a back problem or whatever the condition might have been. Mm. And they could attest to the fact that he'd had, um, in, in this one case, for example, back problems within a year after he had left the service. And so it became much easier to demonstrate that there really was a continuity of back symptoms from the original incident in the service right on up through to the current day. Hmm. All right. Well, and then lastly, I just wanted to ask about the importance of details uh, when, you know, somebody's put in their application and, you know, unfortunately it comes back denied, no service connection, and you, you want to, uh, you know, get your appeal ready. What details have the biggest impact when, um, you know, when you're looking down the barrel of having to appeal? Well, let me just step back one step from that question because it helps to understand that most claims are denied because there is not sufficient medical evidence to tie the current medical problem to what happened in service. So the short answer to your question is that most of the time, the most important thing is going to be to either get um, a medical opinion of some sort explaining the relationship between what happened to the veteran in service and his current medical disability, or to get a better opinion explaining it in, in greater detail if there's already an opinion in that was rejected by the VA. But most commonly, and in, in off the top I would say 90% of the cases, the, the place that VA claims initially fail is in proving the relationship between a particular event or series of events or illness um, that happened in service and the current physical or mental disability. Gotcha, so bridging that gap between in service and then present, uh, present diagnosis. Now, I know uh, you had mentioned that the fellow with diabetes earlier and how that was able to be done uh, bridged with a, with a presumption. It, that's the kind of detail that, you know, most, <laughs> most lay people aren't going to think of. You know, uh, I remember when I first uh, joined Jackson and McNichol thinking that somebody's exposure to an herbicide could result in diabetes 40 years later. It's just not something that, um, uh, you know, that's in the, the public awareness. All right, well, uh, we're just about out of time for today. Did you have any um, uh, last comments or remarks on the power of details when it <laughs> comes to uh, veterans' disability claims? I know it's hard to overstate the importance of getting it, it those is, details it right. Is, it is hard to overstate the importance. It, it's just so critical to have all the details. But you know, one of the, the things that makes it challenging for a lot of veterans is the difficulty with getting old records. You know, we, we had one case where the mental health claim, again, currently there was no dispute the gentleman had serious mental health issues. The issue was, did he have those issues back to the service? Mm -hmm. He consistently told the VA that he had been hospitalized <clears throat> at a, an Army medical facility for mental health issues while he was in the service. The VA said, that's eh, not in your VA records. Uh, yeah, sorry, it's not in your... Uh, service records. And what we ultimately were able to prove was we got his 
unit records. And the unit records showed that he was not present, and he was not present because he'd been sent to the hospital. And then there's a corresponding entry where he came back from the hospital. So he definitely had been at the hospital. And the, uh, the unfortunate part, the thing that had delayed his claim for a number of years, was that the hospital records uh, had not turned up when the VA requested them. Yeah. Ultimately, it turned out that there are hospital records, but uh, for a variety of reasons, the, when the VA requested them, the service uh, hospital records people uh, either couldn't find them or didn't send them. It's, it's unclear which, but they didn't, the VA didn't get them, and, and so they were saying, well, there are no records, you weren't in the hospital, but he was. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, this has been another episode of Victory Over VA with Francis Jackson, Veterans Disability Attorney. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe, uh, whether you're a veteran or uh, you, know, a, a, you have a veteran loved one or just concerned about the issues that are facing our nation's vets. Be sure to, uh, to tune in next time. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Victory Over VA podcast. Make sure to visit our website, veteransbenefits.com slash podcast, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our free consultation to see how we can help you with your denied claim. Simply go to veteransbenefits.com and fill out the form. You fought for us. Now let us fight for you. And be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.